For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Mike Stelzner. Today, my co-host is Kimberly Reynolds. Eric Fisher is in the control room. Jeff C. is handling simulcast. Grace Duffy is our show producer. And we've got a big team that works hard every week to bring you the latest and greatest news. We never know what our show is going to be about until 24 hours before the show happens. That's the way we roll. So if you want to know what happened, this is the show for you. By the way, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2018, the conference for marketers and creators, SMMW18, SMMW18.com. Okay, on today's show, we're going to explore LinkedIn native video updates and some exciting new features from LinkedIn. Eric Fisher from Social Media Examiner will be joining us to talk about all that in our first segment. In our second segment, Amanda Bond will be joining us, and we're going to talk about some brand new Facebook ad features. Yes, ad features from Facebook. They keep coming. Amanda's going to break it all down. In our third segment, guess what? Facebook's redesigning the user interface. Anybody who wrote a book, I feel for you. <laughs> it's all changing. Uh, and we're going to show you what, what's changing, what we think about it. And there's a ton of other news that we've got for you. By the way, if you are new to this show, uh, first of all, this is a live show and a podcast. We broadcast on all sorts of different platforms. And you can find out about catching the live show by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Uh, and you can also find the podcast by going to Social Media Examiner and clicking on shows. All right. Well, folks, if you are willing, we would love it if you would share this. Let your friends know about this awesome show that you guys watch every week. So um, LinkedIn has some updates. Eric, uh, let's start with the mobile video updates. What are the changes? What are we talking about today? All right. So as of mid-July, and we had Vivica Von Rosen on this show to discuss those initial rollouts, they on mobile, on LinkedIn mobile's app, LinkedIn's mobile app, uh, brought about the ability to do native video. Now, at the time, you were only able to upload video. You weren't able to record in the mobile app itself. However, now they are rolling out the ability to create video within the app. Now, creating video in this case doesn't mean iMovie-like editing tools. It just means recording a video in the app and then being able to post that to your LinkedIn account. So, this is kind of an important move because of lots of reasons, but what we're looking at here on the screen is what it looks like on LinkedIn. And if I could describe what this looks like, basically, you just take your mobile phone 
and Eric will walk us through how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it's done, it shows up in the news feed on LinkedIn and it auto plays the video. And I believe you can record as long as you want. I believe you can record in vertical and in horizontal. And what's really awesome about it is it's just like what you would expect for example, on Facebook. What was your experience, Eric? Kind of walk us through the whole thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the experience is essentially this. Let me walk you through. So pretend you are pulling out your uh, mobile phone and you're going into the LinkedIn app. And what you do is you, at the very top, when you get there, it's going to start, you know, like how most apps are. They're asking you to create content on me right now. And so what it does is it says, if you have this feature, by the way, it says share an article, photo, video, or idea. And I like that idea piece at the end, by the way. Uh, Next to the word idea to the right, there will be a video icon if you have this. And once you tap that video icon, you're prompted with a photo option which is to take a new photo, a video option, which is recording a video, or it will show you your camera roll of all your existing photos and videos. And you'll have to have granted permission to the LinkedIn app for it to see all of those. Um, So once you tap on the video option, because that's what we're talking about here, it will bring up the, you know, standard mobile camera video options you're used to, which is option to switch to front or rear facing camera. So you can, you know, hold it up and show where you are or have it be selfie style where you're talking to the camera or to the phone. Uh, it'll give you the flash option and it'll give you a button there that lets you switch back over to taking a photo if you accidentally went into video mode. Um, once you've recorded your video, once you've hit record, like, uh, you know, the, like we're used to on Instagram stories or Snapchat or even Facebook stories where you press and hold the video option, the video, red video, video button down in the center. Uh, you don't have to press and hold it, by the way, you can just tap it and then talk. Uh, once you've recorded your video, it'll ask you to approve it. And what it, what it'll do is it'll pop up the whole video and it'll start playing. And you can review it. You can scrub forward and backward and watch it through and through to say, okay, that's a good take. Let me now post that. You can even back out and redo it if you want to. Um, at that point, they're going to give you options. You can choose to share it publicly. You can choose to share it publicly and on Twitter if you've got your Twitter account connected to your LinkedIn account. Oh, wow. And you can share it to just your connections on LinkedIn, if you want to have that privacy setting enabled. Uh, You can also choose to enable or disable your comments, which is interesting. So if you want to make something and put it out there and have it be not able to be commented on, and you just want to make a statement, you don't want comments, that's an option too. By the way, we should Uh, state that this plays muted in LinkedIn. Yes. So yeah, you've got to click in for the sound to turn on. Yeah. So um, if we start to think through this right now, This is a lot like Facebook and it's a lot like, um, frankly, most of the social networks, but it is, it does autoplay and it does play muted. Now, I don't know if they're providing any kind of playback metrics on these videos. I'm guessing they probably do because one thing that LinkedIn has been getting really good at lately is providing you a lot of metrics. Have you noticed that at all, Eric? Does it tell you? Yeah. So on the video that we've been sharing uh, of the example that I did the other day, uh, I can go back to that video and I, since I'm the creator, can see how many people have viewed that video. So 
it's There's probably not it's probably not giving you the duration of views and all that kind of right. details that Facebook would give you if it was a page. But here's what's fascinating about this. It's really slick. Okay? Yeah. It's really easy to just open up LinkedIn on your mobile phone, pop click on that little video icon and if the video icon doesn't prompt your camera roll then you have the ability to record that darn thing and when you're done it uploads it it processes it and and then it just turns into a video i did an experiment yesterday where i was in my office just kind of spinning in my chair and lots of people were watching it lots of people were commenting on it i just think that this is just so not normal for linkedin right because this is encouraging people to capture videos wherever they are for example, if they're at a conference, I could see people totally doing little videos and posting it up on LinkedIn, just like they would on any other social network. Mm-hmm. And what's most fascinating to me about this, Eric, is that this is just one button away from live. All they got to do now, they have the functionality to capture and process the video on the phone. All they have to, and to play it back. All they have to do now is add that extra little live button. And I'm telling you, man. Let's remember who owns LinkedIn now. Who owns LinkedIn now, Eric? Microsoft. What is what else does Microsoft own that has to do with video? Uh, Skype. That's right. For, for starters, they've got some other stuff too. Yes, yeah, Skype. Okay, so look, obviously Microsoft is bringing their engineering talent to LinkedIn, and I'm going to predict it right now that in the next before social media marketing world 2018, we will have live video on LinkedIn. That's my take. Now, is this available to everyone yet, Eric? No, they are rolling this out slowly. They they essentially have said that they are giving it to frequent contributors. However, I know that does not describe me on LinkedIn whatsoever. But this rollout actually makes me feel like I might become one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's so cool. Um, I would strongly recommend that you guys start trying to use LinkedIn more. I have been a skeptic on LinkedIn for a long, long time. But I got to tell you guys, I have about the same number of connections on Facebook personal profile and on LinkedIn and about the same number of followers on both. And my engagement rates is almost identical on LinkedIn and on Facebook. But Facebook gives me metrics on my personal profile. They tell me how many people see it. They tell me what the reach is. And it's actually really exciting. And I am now in LinkedIn almost every day just creating content because it's an entirely different audience. So I think this allows those of us that are creative to do things on LinkedIn that we never would have considered doing on LinkedIn. Because let's be honest, prior to these kinds of updates, People use LinkedIn to pretty much do link bait back to their website and that's it, right? Yep. Here's my article. But now you can actually create fun, simple, short, engaging videos. And I can bet your bottom dollar that the LinkedIn algorithm, and there is an algorithm, is going to give preference to those that choose to use these new features right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Eric. That's That's echoes – that echoes my – personal experience uh, for me prior to working for social media examiner back in May 2014 forward. So three and a half years now, LinkedIn was spammy. It just felt yeah. spammy. And then it felt even more spammy, especially when I was uh, having to moderate spam comments inside of our LinkedIn groups for social media examiner. Once we kind of got rid of those, it kind of felt better to me, but it still felt very, you know, spam with a tie on it is what the network felt like. They've come a long way in the past year and even in the past few months 
rolling out different changes to groups and now these video changes that I mean, you, Mike, you and I have both seen the buzz around LinkedIn right now is probably the strongest buzz we've seen for oh, yeah. a network recently and, in, in a lot of ways. And the buzz is not just buzz. It's people saying, oh, wow, I'm actually getting engagement over there. Exactly. Because that's mm-hmm. the key, right, is engagement. Um, most of these features right now are only available at the personal level. So, you, but, mm-hmm. but we know that I'm sure these things will eventually roll out to pages. Some of the questions that are in my head is, will fa- will LinkedIn have a stories type of feature? We'll be able to sew these little things together into a story that someone will be able to watch during the day in the same way Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook currently can do. I would not be surprised if they come out with that. And we're going to begin to see that there's uh, these social networks are starting to beg, borrow, and steal from each other. And it's about time <laughs> someone posted on my personal profile. They're about 10 years too late, but still, you know, uh, it's pretty exciting. So, Eric, we've got some more news on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has introduced something called, I don't know, what is this thing called? Exp- explain what this is, Eric. It's, it's called active status. And essentially what it is, is it's a green light or green uh, like little bubble circle indicator that essentially what it does is it, it indicates that you have LinkedIn open on desktop or on mobile. And there's a way to actually differentiate between the two. You can see through the difference between the green dot, a, a solid green dot, or a green dot with a white dot inside of it, the difference between uh, if they're active and available on desktop and active and available on mobile. Okay, I've got, first of all, folks, this may sound really small, but I'm going to tell you right now that this is really big. So here's how you have to think about this. If you've ever used Messenger and it shows you your friends that are active inside of Messenger Mm -hmm. uh, with the little green dot on it, this is essentially what they're doing. Uh, or if you've ever used Facebook and and you want all the little sidebar chat of all the people that are available to chat with you right now, this is essentially what LinkedIn is doing. In this one little movement of adding a green dot next to someone's profile, this one movement is going to encourage and incentivize users of of LinkedIn to make themselves be available to increase the likelihood that someone may actually want to message and or chat with them right now. So what does all this mean? Well, I think it's highly likely that you could see a messaging app coming out from LinkedIn in the same way there is one for Messenger. Why else would they do this, right? In addition, I also think from a networking perspective, this is going to incentivize people to actually live on LinkedIn more because they may be there when somebody is actually looking for them and they might spawn an instant communication between those two people that could lead to things. This is so not the way LinkedIn normally operates, right? LinkedIn was, in the beginning, it was one of those networks we just used when we were looking for jobs or to keep our resume and recommendations up to date. But now they're creating features that are incentivizing people to come and for them to stay. So I don't know. I think this is a big deal. What do you think, Eric? I think it's a huge deal. The fact that there's actively, there's active headhunting happening on LinkedIn. That's one of the things they tout as one of the the features of their site, that people are looking for active professional connections. And to be able to see that someone's literally active on desktop or on mobile even, to know that someone has their phone open, think about that. To actually know that someone has their phone open to LinkedIn at that moment means you've got even more undivided attention 
and can get a hold of them. That's kind of crazy. Awesome. Even Facebook with their green light doesn't differentiate between that. Now, is this feature available to everyone right now? It, they say it's rolling out. I don't have it. I clicked on the link in the official article to check the settings of being able to turn it on and off. And it gives me a 404 error. So that to me tells me I don't have that feature yet. Though I know there are some people in the chat on the live show that have said, I have this and I went into the settings and actually, actually they actually opted to turn it off. So Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. We'll go ahead and um, let you pop off so we can get Amanda Bond in here. But folks, as Eric is is, is leaving, I just want to um, reiterate that if you, it's been a while since you've been on LinkedIn, I would go back and experiment with it because there's actually a lot of great dialogue going on on LinkedIn. And I don't think their algorithm is, is as strict right now as Facebook's. So, and while most of this stuff has to do with the personal profile, this is really valuable if you are an influencer or your personal brand is strongly tied to your business brand. So I would strongly encourage you guys to go ahead and and give that a shot. And who knows, who knows what's coming next? By the way, just a reminder, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2018, where we talk, where we figure out, where we network, uh, and where you will find the largest gathering of social media marketers in the world and influencers and creators. If you want to find out more, visit smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. I am super excited to uh, invite onto the next segment, Amanda Bond. And if you guys don't know who Amanda is, you need to know who Amanda is. She is one of the smartest Facebook ads people I've ever met. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And I was actually just thinking, I've been on the show three times and every single time we're talking about Facebook ad updates, there's also been massive LinkedIn updates at the same time. So it's pretty just crazy, somebody huh? who's watching those trends, it's blowing my mind how big LinkedIn is showing up lately. Absolutely. So Amanda, let's talk about Facebook because there is some news here. Um, give us what's new. All right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is Facebook giving advertisers more control over their placements for in-stream video. So if that's playing on the screen there, the example is going to show uh, some uh, an advertiser, some page with a video. And then midway through, it's going to change from the content that that page is serving up, stop and serve up a quick Ad. And so by quick, I mean max 15 seconds of an ad that's optimized for that mobile experience. And so currently right now, for the advertisers, you're only able to place those mid-roll advertisements if you're also selecting the newsfeed placement. And so what's happened is that Facebook has been putting so much focus on video, it's opening up that inventory of videos available for advertisers to put those ads inside of. So as more of those video slots open up, Facebook's going to allow us to choose just going mid-roll and not in the news feed, or it's able to um, do mid-roll and over on audience network. So before you used to have to like do kind of like a prefix menu where you're just saying, yep, I want to do mid-roll, but it also has to be on newsfeed and it also has to be over on audience network. Um, hey, now hey, it's Amanda, the option. Let me just yep. interject here for a second. So the yep. example we're looking at on the screen is a guy holding a like a big 
uh, tool and and knocking a geode in half. And it's a 60 yep. second video, but right in the middle of the video is an ad for a resort. So yep. literally the example that Facebook is showing us is a short form square video of a guy taking like an ax and chopping open a geode that looks like a giant avocado. But in the middle of the video, up pops a little advertisement for a resort. It's kind of crazy that they're showing an example of an ad in the middle of a 60 second video. First of all, like yeah. I would expect an ad to be like, um, you know, in, in like an hour long video or something like that. What's your thoughts on that? Doesn't that seem strange? I do think it seems strange. And so what's happening, like, as you go through and you're seeing the page post that geode video, what they've done is they've applied to actually monetize that video. And so as somebody who has video content, they're actually getting 55% of the revenue that Facebook's making from those ads. Ah. So there's incentive for creators to place ads in the middle of the video. My concern with that is that all of a sudden, you know, our attention spans aren't that long in the first place. So if you have a 60 second video and you're placing a 15 second clip in it, well, that's 20, 20% of that viewership going to an ad. So I keep on questioning, how is this going to affect people staying on videos? How well, you is know, it going here, here's to some affect thoughts. them just scrolling by? Here's some thoughts. You, you think of these tasty style cooking videos that you probably have seen where they're filmed from above and they're showing a recipe. Yep. And they sometimes are seen literally millions of times. I can imagine that having an opportunity – and by the way, this sample is only 45 seconds. The total mm-hmm. video is 45 seconds. It's even less than we think. So the actual insertion of the video, the ad must be about 10 seconds in a 45-second video, which is even a bigger chunk than what we, what you calculated. It's yeah, literally exactly. like about a third of the whole darn video. But um, for the right kind of video that shows step-by-step processes, I could totally see – this could lead to really interesting monetization strategies for creators in particular. Um, And I also see how it could allow us marketers to be able to have a little piece of a video that might be going viral. So um, I don't know. I mean, There's two things that come up. I wonder if creators are going to start doing almost the commercial style of leaving you hanging right before that ad break. That would be smart. Like, yeah. Right? Like what is going to entice people to stay there past that 15 seconds? And so far, the data that Facebook's getting, they're saying that 70 to 80% of people on average are staying throughout that ad break, which is phenomenal because if you think about it, you're doing an hour-long live stream right now. You're going to have people ebbing and flowing in and out of that broadcast the whole time. Right. So my thoughts are, how disruptive will it actually be? Like, I'm so excited to look at the comments afterwards and hear everyone's take on it because I, I just think it's going to open up so many new opportunities for um, brands to monetize like they are over on YouTube. I mean, there's a there's a five second pre-roll on YouTube and we all wait for that to finish and go right. into the video, right? Right. So I, I just think it's going to be so much fun and so fascinating. To Is this available this now, time. Amanda? Like if we want to try to get in on this, what do we need to know? Okay. So right now I do have the option in Power Editor to place an in-stream video. And so right there in most of my advertising account, it is available. And what it's asking me to do is if I choose in-stream video, I also have to choose my feeds at this point. So my understanding is that because this announcement just came out yesterday, 
that will change and we will be able to just say um in stream only like it, like in-stream only mobile. I think we're going to get just a little bit more customized. Yeah, because see, I could see, all. I could see us getting totally creative. Like, like I could see someone, someone actually creating a really funny interruptive video, like showing like something strange. You know, that's like, whoa, what? Hey, what's going on here with this video? You just interrupted my yeah. video, and then the ad plays. I could see total creativity if you knew that it was always going to interrupt a video. Yeah. Um, how long are these video ads? Do you know? Okay. I absolutely do. So they cannot be more than 15 seconds. They are just very tight to the point type of advertisement. So if you're creating those uh, in-stream videos, you want to make sure that you're getting straight to the point that you're delivering that CTA. Now, this is a video views one. I actually haven't seen many in play. So I'm wondering what the copy elements are going to look like. How am I going to get them to take action? Am I going to be using this for brand awareness? Am I going to be getting them off-site over onto my website? I really think that this needs to be succinct and tight. And that's why the brands who get their messaging clear are going to win with this placement. By the way, when the ad, just a a few seconds before the ad comes up, it tells you an ad is about to come up. It has a little thing at the bottom. And then while the ad is going on, it actually, I don't see any call to actions on the screen other than unmuting it. So I think these are purely branding things right now because I don't see like click here or anything like that in the examples that they're showing. No, it, it looks re- like there's no way to skip it at all unless you completely get off the video. So that's likely why they're having such a high success rate of, of having people stay through What it. about a remarketing ad though? You know, this could be really powerful in this context, don't you think? So powerful. Either at the top of the funnel when you're just starting to get attention and then using those people that see that video views ad, like we actually talked about on your podcast last month, um, anyone who comes into your video views audience, so they stick around for at least three seconds, we can retarget to them. So at the top of the funnel, it could be a brand awareness play of just like, you know, hey, here I am starting to build that no like trust. Or it could be much deeper in the sales process when they're in that purchase consideration phase. And the more times that you're hitting them with different aspects of your features or benefits or uh, urgency, I feel like it could be either top or bottom. Those are going to be the two um, powerful places to use this ad. Excellent. So there you have it. First of all, the creator of the video has to enable this function. And I believe it happens in the first 10 or 15 seconds of the video. Is that your understanding of it, Amanda? My understanding is that you actually have to go in and select the videos and you have to select the placement. So to, to so you can, enable you, you this can insert as a creator, the ad. But do you know if like if I had a video that was an hour long, can I say insert the ad at this point? Or is it just random? That I believe you can. Again, it's more of a developer side. You actually have to go through that and enable it. Once you do, then there's a bunch of different choices for um, content that you do want or don't want um, different options to enable your videos. Because if, like you said, if you're running an hour long video, that might give you multiple spots to put in ads like these along the way. Awesome. All right. Uh, Let's move over to the next part of the news, which has something to do with brick and mortar. Can you give us the quick skinny on what the deal is with ad targeting for brick and mortar shoppers? Absolutely. I love brick and mortar because I feel like in the world of digital marketing, it's one that isn't talked about a lot from the Facebook ads standpoint, because um, with Facebook ads, you're driving traffic to a website typically, and you're trying to get them to make 
some type of e-commerce payment or purchase. And so anything that Facebook is getting uh, prepared or ready for these brick and mortar businesses, I get excited about because this opens up the potential for people who may not have understood how to use Facebook advertising. So backstory is, I believe it's about six months ago, Facebook rolled out a new campaign type where you could actually drive local awareness ads. So getting people off of Facebook and into your store. You could ask for directions. It could be um, talking about sales, but like really encouraging those people to get off of the digital interaction and into the physical location of a store. And the third time that I've been on the show, this is the third time that I'm introducing a new custom audience. So a custom audience is people that we can then retarget with our Facebook ads. The first one was Instagram. Last week, we talked about uh, people who RSVP to events. And now we can retarget people who have visited a physical store location. I mean, How I feel like in the world people, do we do that? Right? <laughs> Like I, I was scratching my head at first. I was like looking at so intently, tell me all the things about how this is possible. But so first off, you actually have to have more than one store location set up within Business Manager. So if you just have one store location, this feature isn't available to you yet. yet. Yeah. I, I always say that <laughs> yet. Um, so if you have two store locations, what Facebook's going to do is they actually have location services that us as users have either enabled or disabled on our account. And so if we have our location services turned on, it's going to take the, the local geo-targeting range. It's going to bounce it off some Wi-Fis and Bluetooth to figure out which of its users are in the physical proximity of that store. And so once wow. those store locations are in the system, it's going to be able to track who was in that vicinity. That is and huge. Allow you. It's, it's nutty. Like Think about this. Like, let's just say you're a real estate agent. Well, let's not pick that one because you probably don't have more than one location. Uh, let's say you're um, uh, a pet store, okay? And let's say you yeah. have three locations in your hometown. And um, you notice that there's been people coming and going, um, but you don't know who they are because they haven't purchased from you. Um, now, you can actually serve them up an ad that says, hey, come on in. We're going to have a special sale on Saturday, right? And you know they're interested in pets because they've been in your store before, right? Absolutely. And there's, you can even go one further. Let's say you can take that retargeting audience and then layer another targeting piece over top of it. Oh. So in that pet store, you could say, uh, somebody who has a cat. Right. They're interested in cats. And that is going to really micro target those cat owners versus the dog owners. And you're going to be able to serve them up different messaging to get them into the store. So I just. And what if they were customers? And what if they were customers and you just send them a little thank you video that says, hey, we appreciate you shopping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, thanks for, you know, thanks for stopping by. Here's a discount the next time you come in. Yeah, exactly. Or or flip it the opposite way. What if you actually exclude those people who did come into the store because they've already successfully taken the action that you're looking to get them to do? Right. I mean, 
I go down every day to a coffee shop and they have three locations in the city. Let's say around Christmas time, they have uh, a sale on, not a sale, but a promotion around gift certificates, right? As a, a great way to give your coworkers some holiday gifts. Come in to Rooster's Coffee and get some gift certificates. If they set that up to anyone who frequents their establishment and started letting them know about that promotion ahead of time, it becomes a no-brainer once they get to the store because they're like, oh, yeah, and that gift certificate that I knew about. That's so cool. It's- oh, we have a great question in the sidebar here. Will there be an ability to target visitors at competitors' stores at some Ooh. point? That's a good one. That is a good one. I feel like I almost want to say possibly in the same way that interest targeting exactly. works, exactly. right? Like it, it's not the exact people, but it's profiles of people that maybe yeah. take actions in similar ways. Yes. So people that are interested in that competitor. Yeah. So, so cool. maybe well, that's possible. And imagine if you targeted people that physically visited a location like the San Diego Convention Center for Social Media Marketing World. And yes. I reminded them to get their 2019 ticket, right? I mean, oh just because they're all it. physically there, even if some of them are like unconferencing outside the convention center. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you could restrict it to a certain time frame, especially. Yeah. Well, so that's actually a great point to bring up because with our custom audiences, they usually range from 180 days. So somebody took that action within the last 180 days up to 365 with our like page engagement and our yep. Instagram audiences. This one is actually only 30 days. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a smaller, more finite time period. Anyone right. who visits that physical location based on their location services, if the location services are off, unfortunately, they just won't go into that retargeting audience in the last 30 days. That's who we're going to be able to either get in front of again or exclude from our ads because they've already taken those actions. Awesome. Okay. So Amanda, let's talk quickly about the last thing, which is the branded content news from Facebook. Do you happen to know the news on that? If If not, I can go ahead and share that. No, I do. I absolutely, this one actually excites me the most out of all of them because last year there was, when, when branded content first came out, people were outraged because they were realizing that Facebook is wanting to give creators and the people who sponsor branded content more control. But the creators looked at it, oh my goodness, this is going to take away our ability to monetize their status of being an influencer. So last year when it rolled out, it was a little bit of a hazy topic. But now what's happening is that influencer marketing is just growing like gangbusters right now. And you know, surveys are coming in that 50% of online marketers are starting to think more and more about influencer marketing, how they can use other people with audiences to promote a product. And so because of that focus on it, because of all the different um, capabilities that pages are now rolling out, Facebook is giving away for those influencers to connect with the people that want to sponsor them and then amplify the content. So I've, I feel like that's pretty vague. So let me get into Well, actually, let me, let me go ahead just because for the sake of time to try to simplify this. Um, okay. the, the benefit of this new function is that we now have the ability as a creator and or a brand to um, – uh, 
well, here's a better way of saying this. The brand, I'm going to read from from Facebook. This is meant to help marketers amplify branded content and control campaigns with creators. So now, as a brand or a marketer, you can now go into that creator's account and you can boost that content if you want to. So somehow yeah. they allow you as the brand to put some money behind that creator content, which I understand was not available before. It also allows you to authorize which creators can tag and not tag you as branded content in their page settings because when that tag happens, it does um, imply some sort of a sponsored endorsement kind of a deal. So that's yeah. my understanding of it, Amanda. We have run out of time for this segment. I just want to say thank you, first of all, for uh, unveiling all this awesome wisdom about all these cool okay. new features from Facebook. Would you tell everyone where they can discover more about you? Absolutely. You can come on over to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash the ad strategist. Amanda Bond, thank you so thank much. You. And folks, we want to just remind you that social media marketing world is the place to come to learn all about Facebook advertising. It's what we have extensive trainings on. And Amanda is one of those trainers. Check it out at smmw18.com. Okay, with that, we're going to move on to the next news. And if you love the show so far, we'd love a share. Um, here's the deal. Facebook has changed the user interface for some of us, not all of us. And we're going to break it down and actually show you what the different changes are because it's actually somewhat, frankly, fascinating. Now, um, we're showing an image here on the screen. And while we're showing the image on the screen here, I am going to try to uh, pull up a copy on my end so I can kind of take a look at this uh, in a bigger way. So, the avatar is turning from a square to a circle. That's the first thing you want to notice. The second thing is that the fonts are getting much larger. So Facebook is making it much easier to read the copy for those of us that are over the age of 35, maybe even over the age of 45, maybe even over the age of 48, like me. <laughs> you know, we appreciate the bigger text. Um, because we're reading on our phones. So the text is substantially larger. They've also gotten rid of the margins that are around the open graph data. So normally when you put a link inside of Facebook, it pops the graphic and the title and puts it into a box with margins on the left and right. Those margins are now gone. That image now fills the entire width of the screen. And also the, the way that they display the, the text of the source and the headline is substantially larger. So in the past, it would be the headline, like we're looking at one that says Facebook Live Tools and Essential Checklist for Creators. And then it would say the source, socialmediaexaminer.com. Now, instead, it says socialmediaexaminer.com in all caps above the headline. And then the headline is larger and bolder below it. So these are pretty substantial user interface changes. In addition, they're starting to look a lot more like LinkedIn, which is kind of crazy. The avatars are all getting uh, upgraded look. The camera and the GIF and, and a lot of the icons that you've become used to, which is typically a dark gray icon with white overlays, is now a um, – it's not filled anymore. It's it's hollow is the easiest way. It almost looks like little stick drawings, which is very, yeah, very akin to what we see on uh, LinkedIn. One of the things that they're changing is the way that comments look. They look more like little bubbles. Don't you think, Kim? It kind of reminds yeah. me more of what I get in my iPhone when I text message people. Mm -hmm. So what it does is it encloses the comment inside of a, 
a, a gray bubble and the bubble is big or small depending on how big the comment is and and the avatars are white so what it's doing is it's creating a little more white space for the eye so when you read the comments it's not like your eye doesn't know where to go it just is much cleaner what do you think about this kim i like it i like little avatars and i like what they did here with the, the likes the reaction yeah, the reactions are now actually like if someone has a reaction associated with a comment, the reactions actually show up as a little avatar right next to the comment where before um, they showed up below it as the word love. Now they show up as a little heart with a comment in it. So, Kim, if you can keep scrolling down a little bit further. Um, so the other thing that they're doing, of course, is the stuff we just talked about, which is the way the, the, the open graph data plugs in the navigational elements have changed a lot too. So, um, everything about this looks different in the past. Facebook had big blue bars at the top. Now it looks like those blue bars are going away and white is becoming the color of choice and prom. Pre um, I don't know how to say this, uh, preference. If you have this feature, this new look and feel, would you say I have the new Facebook look and feel? Because I don't have it. Do you have it, Kim? No, I don't. And Here's I, another. I don't think Eric has it. Oh, yeah. And okay, another thing is you can kind of see here it shows before and after, and we can kind of see how the comments um, look a little different. Um, it's just a little easier for the eye to discern what it's looking at because the like before, if you don't know what you're looking at, it just kind of looks like a little gray blur. Almost, you know, but but now mm -hmm. that it's hollow, it's easier for the eye to discern that this is actually a thumbs up. And, and the comment, bigger. Yeah, and the comment looked like a circle on the other one with just this tiny little thing. Now you can see it's a speech bubble. So these actions are easier to see. Therefore, they will hopefully increase engagement is the idea. Um, I don't think we have any more on that. What do you think about no, the overall thing, Kim? I like it. I like it a lot. I think that it's easier to read. What I especially like is the way that they've made the the source URL so much more prominent. And they, oh, they and they filled it with a gray back color, I should state too. Mm -hmm. So it, so it's almost like it's almost like it's a um like when you read a magazine, it's almost like a little box below the open graph data that just highlights the title and the source. So Kim, I just looked at the clock here and I realized we got to move along here. So let's move to the next story. Over to you, Kim. Okay, so now Instagram streamlines Oops. conversations with threaded okay. comments. So this is this is kind of along the very same theme, but tell us what we're looking at here, Kim. I think you just said it all. Instagram has come up with threaded comments. So now when you comment, it's not just going to be stuck stuck to the bottom of the whole long stream of comments. You can actually you can actually see it. So if you comment to someone's comments specifically, it's going to go underneath it as a threaded comment and it's going to the end result is it's much easier to read comments and to follow the flow of a conversation and i think this is probably something that most people are going to be very excited about i know that i was excited when i saw this yeah it's coming in the next few weeks and what's interesting about this is it this looks a lot like the new facebook in, uh, designs um it does doesn't it I, is instagram yes. already have i haven't noticed but does instagram already have avatars as circles and does it already have a lot of this clean interface when you use instagram do you notice that at all kim I yes. Okay. It so it is clean. So it sounds like they're taking what they've learned on Instagram and they're bringing it essentially over to Facebook, which is kind of exciting. I think so. Okay, think Facebook so. has added eBay daily deals to its marketplace 
on mobile. Now, this is kind of interesting because Marketplace technically is a competitor to eBay, right? It's a place where you can go and you can buy and sell products and there is no you know, need to pay anybody. It's kind of like uh, Craigslist, if you will. So, But there is no money being made by Facebook on this. So, it appears as if they struck a deal with eBay to aggregate into eBay their daily deals to a small percentage of people located in the United States. So, my guess is this is going to be a way that Facebook is going to um, make peace, if you will, with eBay, but also make money as an alternative way of monetizing. Because, you know, this daily deal concept with eBay, I could see it starting with eBay and I could see eventually Facebook doing its own daily deal, right? Couldn't you see that, Kim? Absolutely. So, okay. Uh, Kim, over to you. Okay. So, birthdays on Facebook. So, Facebook has announced two new birthday experiences that it hopes will make birthdays even more meaningful while you're celebrating with Facebook. And the first one is that you can now dedicate your birthday in support of any of the 750,000 U.S.-based nonprofits Mm. available through Facebook's fundraisers feature. And how that works is on your birthday, you can basically announce to your friends that if they wish to donate to one of these nonprofits for your birthday, that they can. And I actually saw this today. It came up as a notification that it was this friend's birthday. And if I wanted, I could donate in honor of their birthday. That's pretty cool. So that. Yeah, so that's one of the new birthday experiences. And the other one are their new auto-generated shareable birthday videos that can be personalized with with uh, images of you and the birthday celebrant. What's fascinating yeah, about so- this is this is start of a this is part of a move that Facebook has been doing to kind of become the hallmark, if you will, the digital hallmark, right? right? Go ahead and hit play on that thing. It's to become like the digital hallmark. So explain what we're looking at in words for those that can't see it. Right. So what this is is this is basically just showed a couple images of it would be this is a group of people, young men, it looks like, and they're friends. And so say it was your birthday, it would present me with pictures of you and I together that I could send you this video that I'm sending to you as like a little um, happy birthday video that I'm trying to celebrate your birthday with you. This is my way of saying happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's so, kind of a video template where it will just grab an image automatically between you and I and then allow right. you to select the template. and send a kind of happy birthday notification, which I think is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. It's 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 a nice way to do it. So kudos, Facebook. Okay. Uh, over to the next news item is Facebook has introduced a digital trending section on mobile. Now, this is actually really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, here, let me explain how to find it. Open up Facebook on your mobile device. And when you open up Facebook on your mobile device, you're going to see uh, – uh, on the on the bottom right of Facebook is these three lines, okay? When you open up these three lines and you start scrolling down, you're going to see a category called Explore. And you're just going to keep going down and then you're going to hit See More. And underneath the See More button at the very bottom for me is something called Trending News. Now, when you do this, it's actually really cool. If you keep scrolling down, Kim, um, the way it looks like is it's kind of – 
creates almost like a newspaper type of experience. Well, it'll show you a picture. It'll show you a headline. That's a perfect spot to stay. And what you can do is you can scroll through all the headlines of whatever the news item is, and it will show you from major news sources what the headline is. And then if you want to, you can click in and it will take you directly to like New York Times or whatever. Underneath these headlines are videos. And underneath those videos are actually like commentary on the news. So this reminds me of the app that they shut down. Do you remember that one app they used to have, Kim? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was almost like a really cool GUI user interface app that would take news and kind of amalgamate it all together. They've taken some of that feature set and they put it right into this. But this is really cool. It literally is almost like your own personalized little newspaper. And when you go in here, it will show you like the top 10 or 20 trending news stories across all of Facebook. So you can literally see, and it's not, it's not itemized just for you. It's everyone. I think it might be by country, but it will show you like item number one, number two, number three, number four. So Facebook has all this data and they're just essentially showing you what the news is. My guess is those videos eventually down below there will be sponsored videos, which is how they will monetize this thing. Oh, that's smart. Okay. Tell us about the next news item, Kim. Okay, so this is a really cool new feature that Facebook has come up with. This, this I believe, is found in the wild, and thanks to Jeff DeHaven for finding this for us. You can now add pages. If you're an admin on a page, you can now add the page that you admin to your personal profile. Mm. So Jeff here is an admin on a page called Digital Mitten, and he can add that right there to his personal profile. And when you do add it to your personal profile, it shows up on the page as a team member. Whoops, it's kind of hidden So let's, there, yeah, let's explain kind of on the personal profile, you know, on the left of your profile, it'll have your title and all that stuff. So it'll be at the bottom of the profile and it will say like manages, you know, and then it'll say the page with a hot link. Then on the actual Facebook page itself, and right now we're seeing this on desktop, uh, on the right side of the page, down near the bottom is this thing called team members. And it will right. list whoever has linked these two things together as a team member. So this kind of allows uh, people to get in contact with the individuals that are behind the page if they choose to do this. Now, one thing we should state, it currently does not work if you are using business manager. Um, yes. But we have, we see the function, you can add the, you can, you have the ability in your personal profile to add the function, but it won't see your pages for right now, we don't know exactly why. But again, this was something I believe we found in the wild. I don't know if we've seen any stories on this yet. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, let's move over to the next news story. Snapchat has announced this crazy thing called Surf Story. The easiest way to describe this is let's say you're at a concert and there's a lot of people there and they're all Snapchatting. Snapchat has artificial intelligence and machine learning technology that literally is going to sew all the snaps together to create a seamless experience of the concert. It's pretty nuts. We're showing a video right now that you can't It doesn't do it justice because you can't hear the audio. But basically what this technology does is it it makes the audio from all these snaps 
sew together into a perfect video. And then there's if there's a gap in time where there is no audio, it just skips right to when there is audio. And it's kind of almost like having a 20 camera shoot, right? Because all these different people are holding cameras and you're just kind of going between the audio and the video of these different things, but they're perfectly stitched together to allow you to have a perspective of a concert from the crowd. It is called Crowd Surf. And it is only going to be available at major public events, including like concerts and public speeches. And here's how you find it. If you're in Snapchat, you go to the featured section below your friends in recent stories and you tap to see a new angle. And then you can start flipping um, somehow through this. I'm just reading from TechCrunch to get that. But I think it's really cool. You got to watch the video. Um Grace will be sure to include the video embedded, if we can, in our uh, website on Saturday so you guys can watch how cool this is. It's really, really slick. All right, over to you, Kim. Okay, so what we have here is Pinterest has now come out with a new pinch-to-zoom feature that's rolling out to iOS devices, and it will be coming out to Android users soon. And basically, you can literally pinch-to-zoom in on pins as you can see and why why would that be a value well okay see this right now what we're looking at is a picture of a a young guy and he's wearing these really fancy red tennis shoes and but you can't see them very closely in the picture and so what you can do is you can you can pinch and zoom in on the tennis shoes so you can get a much closer look at the shoes in this picture so what's valuable about that is you can actually zoom in and see the shoes awesome. so that's great and there's and, another another piece of news right from Pinterest yes and this other piece of news here is they've also announced an updated look for the visual search tool that makes the button much clearer and easier to reach when you're on mobile. And they've also expanded the new feature to the Pinterest save button. And that's a Chrome browser extension that allows for visual searches without a Pinterest account. And for those that don't know what visual search is, it allows you to look at an existing picture and kind of zoom in on a piece of it and try to find the product that's inside the picture, which is kind of cool. And obviously, this pinch and zoom thing, I'm imagining, would come in really handy when you're combining visual search with the pinch and zoom. Because if we wanted to know what kind of shoes that guy was wearing, you know, maybe that would help us find it. All right. uh, The next news item is Google's rolling out Q&A that can live on Google Maps and mobile search worldwide. Now, this is really fascinating because uh, the best way to describe this is if you've ever been to Amazon and you've seen reviews, they also have a Q&A section typically on Amazon where people ask questions. Well, now people can ask and answer questions on Google Maps and Google World and mobile search. So, for example, if you are wondering about how um, – you know, a theme park or, or a hotel, whether it's worth it to, to use a special service that they happen to have. How's the spa at the hotel, for example, would be a great question that you could ask. And what's cool is that businesses can actually answer those particular questions and other business owners of those locations and other in the know users will be notified when those questions pop up so they can address and answer those questions. I, I think that's super, super cool for marketers. And, um, and that's an exciting news item. All right. Over to you quickly, Kim. Okay. So YouTube is testing a new live counter feature inside the YouTube app for Android that shows the number of viewers watching an uploaded video at a particular time. And the counter is displayed 
right here underneath the video title. And it, so basically it's showing how many people are watching live while you're watching it as well as. Yeah. And it's not really a live video, more like if there's a video that had 2 million views on it. Um, and 600 people happen to be watching it at this moment, it'll say 600 people watching now. Right. That's kind of an interesting right. thing. I don't, you know, I don't know what that means and whether that's valuable or not, but that's kind of interesting. I would imagine if I was a creator, I would find great value in that. I think it gives you a sense of community to know that other people are watching while you're watching. Okay. We're going to zoom through the next couple of news items here. Um, Snapchat's user growth has gone up in the last quarter to uh, by 7.3 more million people, which is an increase of 4% and a lot better than Twitter, which didn't grow at all. So that now puts uh, them at 173 million active users. And um, I'm just going to keep going through all these things, Kim. Uh, sure. Facebook expands their marketplace to more countries in Europe. So remember the marketplace thing is what we talked about a little earlier about how you can buy and sell products. So now they've got 17 additional countries across Europe. So pretty much most of the countries in Europe. Um, Google, uh, Google Home is kind of like the Alexa equivalent. I apologize for anybody's devices I've just triggered, but uh, Google Home now brings free calling capabilities to the Google Home device in the U.S. and Canada soon. These are going to be free of charge. And what that means is if you're in the United States or Canada, you could say to your Google Home device, hey, uh, call dad or call mom or call, you know, Petco or the local grocery store. And it will just automatically make those phone calls for you, which is kind of cool. And um, this is going to be available to millions of businesses across the United States and Canada. Kim, go ahead and talk about this uh, aloe thing for the web real briefly. Sure. So Google's AI powered messaging app Allo is now available for the web and Allo is it's a, a phone app and it's available on Android and sorry, what, what is it is it like Siri or something what is it um it's just a messaging app and but it is it does use a Siri like technology and but the thing now is you can use it on the web as long as you have it on your Android phone and then you sign in to your your Android phone app, you scan a QR code, and you can use it on the web as a messaging app on the web. Last so bit of news item is that SoundCloud has uh, was about to go bankrupt a couple of days ago, and they were emergency bailed. They were bailed out with a hundred seventy million dollar emergency fund, and they are going to stick around for a little longer. So, for those of you that are podcasters and may have your content on SoundCloud, you don't need to worry about that. All right, in the last couple of seconds here, I just want to remind you guys that. Uh, Social Media Marketing World is the sponsor of this show, and I would strongly recommend you come to Social Media Marketing World if you want to go deep into a lot of the types of things that we've been talking about today, Facebook advertising, content creation, YouTube, and the list goes on and on. Check it out, smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. And a couple of closing notes. If you are new to this show, you can subscribe to the live show by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, hit the subscribe button so you never miss a future episode of this show. And with that, I want to say thank you guys for joining us for another crazy week of changes in the world of social media marketing and social media in general. A uh, couple closing thoughts. Don't freak out. Don't rush in necessarily. 
uh, unless you have time to rush in because all these things are always constantly changing. But if there's something you heard today and you're like, oh my gosh, that stuff that we talked about with Amanda Bond would be killer. Maybe I ought to research that. Maybe I ought to get my person to start working on that. That's how you ought to take this news. Um, and of course, if it's big news, we will ultimately publish content about it on socialmediaexaminer.com uh, as well. So with that, I want to say goodbye to our friends on Facebook, goodbye to our friends on YouTube, goodbye to our friends on Periscope, goodbye to our friends on Paris on uh, Crowdcast, and, and uh, goodbye to all you listening on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we work hard to bring you this show every week, and we hope you guys have a blessed week. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.